fellow lucky Martians. Welcome to episode number 16 of the Deep Dive Autobiography, I Am a Particularly Lucky Martian by Jay Crandall. If you're like me and you love word games, you'll love Don't End a Word. Based on a deceptively simple two-player word game I played in the car with my parents growing up, it is now available. On our way back from getting the cast, we stopped at one of our local groceries. I had noted that we were out of my fairly consistent stash of candy-related snack foods, so I decided to pick up a pack of Mamba Sour Fruit Chews. I had forgotten about the incredible amount of packaging used in that candy, and did not consider how my current disability might make this snack a difficult one. Unwrapping and pouring my mother's boost became pretty much impossible. Showering was also a big hassle. The double bagging process reminded me of my mother's preferred practice for cleaning up Sophie's number two on walks double bagging, or rather plastic wrap and bagging. I was able to easily open a banana one-handed as I recalled Googling how do chimpanzees open bananas and learning how to open them from the end, not the handle. This was far easier and I was successful. I was not successful, however, in removing my watch before a shower and having disrobed before discovering this, had to recruit my dad's help. Through a crack in the bathroom door, and he snapped a picture of this, which you can see at tinyurl.com slash pop help remove my watch. Once in the shower, I discovered just how difficult it was to dose the correct amount of shampoo one-handed. None, none, none. Too much. I attempted to manage the increased spasticity by taking an increased amount of baclofan, which made me drowsy. To counter this, I bought a bunch of energy shots, which I had never done before. I was unfamiliar with energy shots as I was throwing back multiple bottles per day and probably should have researched the medical interactions. They had a pretty intense reaction, leading to a complete memento level obliteration of my ability to form memories and took my body temperature down to such a degree that, much to my alarm, it was not registering on the finger thermometer that they strapped to me at the hospital. I was particularly alarmed once they told me their other method of getting your body temp. After getting a reading of 91 degrees, they were very worried. I got some new bracelets, and they had me lie in an insulated cocoon with a heating pad to warm me up. I also lost the ability to recognize letters, and became incredibly forgetful, to the point that I would find myself struggling to read a word, and if it was a long word, forget how it started. Eventually, it began to pass, and my literacy returned to the point that I was able to Google search for possible explanations and come up with a theory. That my symptoms resulted from the unfortunate pairing of an overdose of energy shots with a large amount of baclofan and an acute sensitivity to it. After returning home, we were visited by my Aunt Martha and her tiny black shipper key dog. While out in the backyard, we noticed two large animals swimming our way across the creek. A few moments later, they revealed themselves to be two of our across-the-creek neighbor's dogs, coming over to say hi. An even stranger sight was when we saw a full-grown deer going for a swim. We think he may have been chased into the water by hunters, but there was no indication of that. Even though I have no clue as to the exact particulars of how I like my haircut, thanks to the salon's ability to store that information and give you a key card to associate with that data, my stylist at the haircuttery knows just what I want without me having to remember or explain it. And as much time as I spend sitting around unproductively, I still try to maximize the efficiency of repetitive tasks. I must admit that I pluck my eyebrows, just to remove the giant bushy looming ones. Not any artisanal brow sculpting or anything, but brow tweezers sculpting nonetheless. I lacked many fairly standard personal grooming and housekeeping habits to begin with, 
and they have been difficult for me to integrate into my routine. So I've had to rely on strategically placed reminders for these habits. My mother composed a list to help me in my weekly cleaning of the bathroom. The bathroom I use to brush my teeth and wash up, etc. is also the public bathroom, so I do a cleaning routine on a weekly basis. I've tried to instill the gentlemanly habit of keeping the lid closed when not in use with a note that is only visible from the underside. I then invested in some scotch tape. And after getting way too many cavities, I've improved my dental hygiene game in at least seven dimensions. I floss beforehand, use a better toothpaste, and a better motorized toothbrush. Brush my teeth more thoroughly at five seconds per tooth for a total of 70 seconds. Use mouthwash, brush my tongue, and brush twice daily. I also launder my bedclothes on a weekly basis. At least I'm no longer taking Navy showers. Unfortunately, our brain injury support group lost its state funding for a coordinator, and our membership began to dwindle. My mom took up the mantle of running the group, but eventually, as early mornings became difficult for her and fewer people were showing up, handed off the group leader title to my father. Once, my dad and I were the only people to attend. It was depressing. But we did end up going to Hardee's for a second breakfast instead. We do still have a few regular attendees, but we would greatly appreciate a seriously paid regular group leader to grow the group and give us more productive and fun activities. For holidays, we like to meet up at a local restaurant where my dad treated us to lunch and group socials the Williamsburg Brain Injury Support Group puts on. I was very surprised when Rowan took up work in advertising and delighted to learn that he had started an advertising company, Frasieran.co. It was great to see the incredible work being produced, and I couldn't help but feel a slight pang of envy that he's managing an advertising company of his own, putting out incredible work, and probably not living with his parents, which does have its charms, and I'm certainly lucky to have been able to do so. But they're a bit of a cramp in my style. I really can't roll up from the club with a shouty while living with my folks. Thankfully, that hasn't really been much of an issue, as Damon's, the nearest club, is kind of a rough hard-drinking, commercial, country-loving establishment, and I can't drive or drink much anyway. You've been listening to episode number 16 of Jay Crandall's Deep Dive Autobiography, I'm a Particularly Lucky Martian. A while ago, I decided to turn a collection of t-shirt design ideas, which innocently and covertly depict vulgar phrases, into t-shirts. Things like a man with a giant wooden golf club, a deer with a massive rack of horns, etc., to get one and snicker about it in the lunchroom, visit tinyurl.com slash secretlyvulgar. And check out tinyurl.com slash hiddenanimalsentences to see a list of hidden animal sentences I made with my mom in elementary school illustrated, with the animal in that sentence hidden in the picture. My family purchased a subscription to HBO when Game of Thrones was getting started, and have really enjoyed it. I was amused when they announced their Watchmen series and delighted to see it take as much advantage of the television medium as it did of the comic book format. I remember the paper on the comic that I had written in college. The series takes just as much advantage of being a television series as the comic did of its medium. One afternoon, I noticed a cute girl at the water pump out front, running what looked to be a dissolved oxygen test. I remembered the science fair project I had done in high school, and decided to try splitting some water quality testing game. I asked her what she was testing and told her about my science fair project. We got to chatting, and as I picked up my last girlfriend through Instant Messenger, I wasn't quite sure how it was done these days. I didn't recognize her proffering of her phone as a request to enter my digits. She confusedly confessed that she didn't know her own number, and told me after looking it up. 
After a bit of a struggle, she was able to recall her number, which luckily I decided to verify, as she flubbed a digit the first time around. Unfortunately, I didn't verify her name, forgot it, and she didn't have my name either. I was reminded of my other project, Ecosystem Simulation Applying Evolutionary Computing to Increase Population Stability. I was curious if I still had the program that I had programmed for it, and my father went upstairs to the old computer, which he had kept, and after a few minutes, found it. I was elated. I hired a freelancer to port it to Android and post it to the Play Store. I was elated to see those little smiley faces mulling about and procreating on my smartphone. Right after I became a fan of the Facebook group, the International Society for Artificial Life, they announced that they were holding a contest. I immediately thought of my project and decided to submit a combination of it and my deep dive autobiography, but unfortunately did not win anything. Jared, his children, and I would get season passes to the nearby Bush Gardens, and I would accompany them on a few trips over there with his daughter and his son. We took his son through the Muppet Kingdom there, and he hadn't quite figured out how the whole driving thing works yet. They went on numerous rides, and I safely joined his daughter on a roller coaster. A budding filmmaker, he recorded the fireworks and gave color commentary. On the trip back from the park one day, I was amused to see a song from the fish show we saw on my birthday pop up on his car's Sirius XM. We had a bad feeling about the outcome of the Clinton-Trump election and skipped out on the victory party scheduled by the Gloucester Democrats. And we were right. And by holding up Obama's judicial nominations, the Republicans were able to pack the supposedly apolitical judiciary. I have a distinct memory of attending our Democratic Committee's pre-presidential election benefit seafood dinner the Clinton-Trump year, before WikiLeaks and all that. There were some people at our table talking about how the Democrats have got the election in the bag. I replied to them that it's always good to stay scared. A large percentage of Americans do not share my fears, however. Globally, it was looking even worse. We were destroying our planet, polluting our air and water, heating up the atmosphere, melting the ice caps, and denying all of it. With thawing permafrost unlocking trapped carbon and exposing new oil to Russia, climate change was an impending likelihood, one that would expose plenty of forgotten pathogens. And Russia has taken real advantage of our social networks to install Donald Trump. Only recently have I realized my pin's full irony, as it could be depicting the meteoric impacts, which were in fact responsible for our existence. I took it to heart, amassing various planet-saving ideas. I may have been right about us as a species needing to be saved from destruction, but sadly, planting trees may not be the only way to do it, and cars aren't the only culprit for climate change. But hey, at least I could say I did all I could do to keep a clean posterior with a clean conscience. Republicans would hold up any environmental legislation, loudly dismissing climate change while Australia, Sonoma, and Notre Dame burned, and the Arctic melts. My county, Gloucester, is part of the region that is second most susceptible to climate change, after New Orleans. California experienced an extreme red flag fire warning after we experienced red tides, and a potential end to Florida's orange juice. I began to get a strong sense that everything was beginning to circle the drain, and was feeling really bummed out. Our local recycling does not share my concerns, as it abandoned the collection service as it was far more cost-effective to throw stuff away, as China had stopped accepting our recycling. And it seems that Virginia's top politicians, who manage a sweeping victory, are not immune from scandal and passed marijuana extract legalization, 
But it looks like Virginia Lieutenant Governor Justin Fairfax, Virginia Lieutenant Governor Mark Herring, and Virginia Governor Ralph Northam have all been involved in some sort of scandal. Be it Fairfax's sexual assault accusation, Herring's donning blackface in the 80s, Northam for either wearing blackface or KKK robes. If all these guys resign, I'm not even sure what politicians would be next in line to fill the spots. Way to make Virginia proud, guys. On a global scale, it got even worse. Thich Nhat Hanh, a Vietnamese Buddhist monk, scholar, and peace activist, seemed to share eight-year-old Jay's fears about a man-made mass extinction. I was quoted in a book that collected and published children's letters to the president, and you could see at tinyurl.com slash jcrandall, age eight. Thich Nhat Hanh believes that there will be no more humans left on Earth in 100 years. Or rather, in 94 years, as he made the statement six years ago. Pretty heavy stuff, and I am tempted to agree. Although, according to a book I got when I was a kid, Alien Landscapes, we have until about a million years, and the rise of the Galactic Empire and the Puppeteers to contend with first. Unfortunately, according to Wired, the climate apocalypse is now. And to top it off, while the pigeons have disappeared, none of the old birds have returned to the feeders. Perhaps a result of the birds and the bees facing extinction. The irony of the strongly conservative end-timer preppers and the money-hungry oil executives denying climate change with a strong unwillingness to do anything about it. I was starting to think that Ferdinand had the right idea with his prepper ways, and I would be so unsuited to a world without civilization. You've been listening to episode number 16 of Jay Crandall's Deep Dive Autobiography, I Am a Particularly Lucky Martian. To see the Google Docs version of this with extra bits that didn't quite work in podcast form, visit tinyurl.com slash luckymartian16. Many thanks to Google for providing the perfect medium to record this. Check out Don't End a Word in the App Store if you're like me and you love word games. Thanks to Shining Seconds for composing the theme music. You can access their webpage at shiningseconds.bandcamp.com. See you next episode and stay lucky.